Okay, here we are. Epi number three. Episode number three. I can't believe we made it here. I can. You know why? Because I think we're pretty interesting. <laughs> I would want to listen to us all day. We have good times in the truck. Yeah. I got. I think there should be a sitcom that just focuses on a work truck. You know what was similar? I, not similar to that, I guess, but my father used to talk about it all the time. I've only seen a couple episodes. Taxi. Oh, yeah. With Danny DeVito. That was like a working class yep. type show, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. With Andy Kaufman. Yeah. Danny DeVito, was that, befo- that, was that before or after One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? I think that was before. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, I think, was his first movie, breakout movie role. Danny DeVito's a great actor. He looks like my dad. <laughs> or my dad looks like him. He's older. My dad looks exactly like Danny DeVito. Yeah. Which is not good for me in my future. <laughs> well... <laughs> Then you got to keep on top of your, uh, you got to keep on top of yourself. Then. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. You just get lazier as you get older. You'll be like your father too. You're gonna have soft hands. <laughs> my, <laughs> you know what? My I'm dad, he's healthy. Yeah. At his age, he's in I'll shape take it. They're fairly yep. in shape. Yeah. I mean, he's not. I'll, I'll, t- I'll, I'll take looking like my dad at his, at his age. I, to be honest, I don't know if I'm gonna be around by the time I'm his age because I smoke cigarettes. It really is the worst thing. It is the worst thing. Yeah, but I've tried to. I've tried to tell you because when I worked with your brother, I told. I told you that. All right, I'm going to stop you right there. Why? I don't like where the power shift is going right now. What with do you, you mean? trying to tell me things? Tell you things? Oh, he doesn't like that I tell, talk to him about the cigarettes. That I don't like. All right, the you tried to tell me what? I told you that when I worked with your brother, your brother smoked American spirits, which I didn't mind. The smell... They're double the price. Okay, well, they're, they're, they smell better. It's still not I a solution. Like they're not as aggressive. It's still not a solution. It's organic, right? All just quitting altogether is the way to yeah, go. You're not going to do that, so... So I'd rather be in the truck with somebody who smokes a decent cigarette. The longest I quit smoking was tw- like 20 days. And it was when Crackhead Mike used to live over here. So he used to live behind the shop... And he used to bump cigarettes for me because he was always broke. Yeah, I remember. And then I had gotten the flu, and I quit after that. No, this, I think this is you pretty old, sure. Whenever you get the flu, Whenever I quit. get sick, I try to quit, but this was the longest. And I quit for 20 days, and toward the end of me quitting, he'd be like, you look like you need a cigarette. Come on, let me give you a cigarette. And I'm like, oh, Mike, what are you doing to me? And then the first couple times, I was like, nah. And then I was like, all right, give me one. All right, give me another one. And then before that, I had two a day, and it was over, and that was it. And I bought a pack. I think he gave me like two or three in a day, and then the next day, I just bought a pack, and it was over. What happened to Crackhead Mike? (sighs) I mean, just life got him. Yeah. He ended up relocating. Yeah. I remember him for a little while early on. It was a sad situation. I mean, listen, he's gone now. His dad's gone. Um. So I could kind of freely talk about it, but he would have mental breakdowns in that house and he would part-time work with us every once in a while. And this was before, you know, I know he was here around when you were here, but the beginning, yeah. I used to take him out when we needed him, when I needed an extra hand. I remember you took him out one time with me where he was digging a hole and he could, he would dig and just did, and we needed a trench dug. 
and he would just dig straight down. He had so much energy. He was the skinniest guy. Yeah, but by, by just, noon he was done. By noon, yes, by noon he was done. But by noon he had dug a hole to to China. It was a it was a sad down. situation with that guy. I mean, his father committed suicide right on their front lawn, mm. right in front of him. And the bank over here, it used to be a TD bank. The drive-through camera caught the whole thing. Jeez, terrible, absolutely terrible. But he had, he would go through emotional breakdowns, and I would, I wouldn't see him for a couple of days. So I go and knock on the door. One day I knock on the door, and he's sitting there on his couch and he's crying. And I go in, and I go, Mike. And I go walk into the kitchen. I'm petting the cats, and he's crying. He's like, he's like, Phil, I just can't do it anymore. I can't do it. Anymore. And I notice his shotgun sitting on, right below the coffee table. And I'm like, Mike, tell me what's going on. Like, what can I, how can I help you? How can I help you? He starts freaking out. I'm like, dude, I'm not leaving until, until like, you tell me what's unloaded. going on. Huh? Until that thing is unloaded. I, I'm, I tried not to make a point of the, of the gun under there, but <clears throat> he started freaking out. He started freaking out. He said, just get out of here. I don't want to talk to him. I'm like, Mike, I'm concerned for you. Picks up the shotgun, aims it at me. I don't know if it's loaded or not. First and hopefully only time I ever get a gun. And I know my face just went white, but I didn't want to show anything because I knew he wasn't going to do it. I knew he was just in a tough spot and he cared. He cared. He, would, he wouldn't have done it. But it was one of the most terrifying moments of my life. I, I, I can't. Okay. So here's another freaky thing that happened to me out in Ohio. They have backyard zoos all over the place. People who have hundreds of acres, and you could—you've been to the exotic animals auction out there. Yeah, they're remember very how cool. crazy that they're was. Very, very cool. You see, I didn't realize how big a porcupine was until they I have went to one of those exotic porcupines zoos. for sale. Peacocks, gray wolves, all different kinds. Of, just at an auction at this yeah, massive farm. Very so weird. there's backyard farms all over Ohio. So we went to see this one. There's maybe backyard three or zoos. four backyard zoos. We went to see this one that was maybe three or four miles from my grandparents' house when they lived, when they lived, used to live in Orville. And we're walking around. He has, a t- he has dozens of monkeys. He has a giraffe, uh, black bears. No, and he has, he has a tiger and a lion, each in separate cages. No. And I walk up, and the tiger is like rubbing his head against the fence. We're sitting here scratching a full-size tiger behind the ear. Nope. And he's like purring like a cat. Yeah. But it's... Not for me. It, it was insane. And then we start, I start walking around the tiger's cage and the lion is sitting up on his rock. And as I'm walking around, I'm just, I'm making eye contact with him, not even thinking, but he wouldn't like stop looking at me. So I just kept looking at him and we walked around to the front of the cage and I kind of walk up to like, kind of, you know, check him out and check out his habitat. He jumps off the rock, runs right at the fence, throws his paws on the fence right in front of me and roars in my face and I'll never forget the sound and the view you could, I could see right down his throat and he didn't even give a full roar that is horrifying yeah, that's terrifying it's, uh, it's, first of all it's not an animal that's supposed to be caged up that's number one and it's, it's the sound is just insane yeah they're beautiful creatures but at a distance so okay, so I don't want to. I don't know what to put. I know in a worse spot. Uh, my the whole situation with Mike was pretty scary, but yeah, the lion because you roared. don't know what he's gonna right. do. I mean, the lion was behind a fence. 
I mean, we did call him Crackhead Mike. Crackhead Mike. <laughs> so. Such a, sh- I mean, and you know what? He had, it was such a shame because he had such a good heart, but he just couldn't, he couldn't get rid of his demons. He it went, was sad. He went on his benders, yeah. Yeah, he would go on two, three benders. One time he knocked on the shop window. It was really, really late, tweaking out, begging for money. I was like, Mike, I can't. I got, no, I got nothing for you. And he, and he like flipped out. You don't care about recovery? I'm like, dude, what are you doing at 10 o'clock at night for your recovery? Nothing good. I'm not stupid. I mean, come on. There's, were you going to go to rehab at 10 o'clock at night? What do you need money for? <laughs> anyway. When his father died, I remember it's the first time I met him. First, like, I started working for courts maybe four years after this when his father had killed himself. But his, my mom says, listen, I made this guy a bunch of food. You want to go bring it to him? She, he lives right behind the shop, and that's the first time I met him. And I gave him the food, and he just starts bawling. The it's, father or Mike? Mike. His father had just died. Oh. So I, I hate seeing a grown man cry. It makes me cry. It does. It brings tears to like my eyes. Like those videos of the, like those videos of the uh, of the sol- not, soldier returning. Not the home. coming home videos. No, <laughs> no. Those because he cries when he sees his kid or something. It's like, like it's that. just like when Jordan Peterson is talking about the sh- the state of men nowadays, and he starts crying. It it makes me choke up a bit to see a grown man cry, to see a grown man moved emotionally. I don't like it. <laughs> like my father cries a lot now in his later years. Where do you have kids? Yeah, I don't like it at all. That's what my f- my mother said the first time. Ugh, I hate even doing this now. She the first time she ever saw my father cry was when I was born, and he was like a like a baby. Like she could have. She said, "Yeah." She said he could have. He because he was in the military. He goes, he could have watched somebody get stabbed in front of him and not you know not bat an eye before. Him That's because his first son came out with red hair. <clears throat> yeah, it has nothing to do with the they miracle. Both went, they both went. Ugh. <laughs> You know what my mother said? You know what my mother said? She used to say to her mother all the time, my grandmother, she said, if I ever have a baby with red hair, if I have a child with red hair, I'm leaving him at the hospital. That's how much she hated it. And then I came out and she just goes, I can't stick to that. I don't know how. I love my little ginger boy. Yeah. When my sister was born. My sister's the youngest. It's me, my brother, then my sister. But my sister was born the first thing my parents said, because they'd already been through two. My sister comes out. She's crying her lungs off. They both look at each other like, look at the size of her mouth. <laughs> she had like the biggest <laughs> mouth. <laughs> she came out crying at the top of her lungs. And that's the first thing they both said. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> but when you, have, when you go through like two, three kids... At that point, the last one, you're just like, ah, whatever. All right. Yeah. But my sister, when she was growing up, she used to cry to the point of her, her she used to like make herself black out. What? Well, she used to brother. cry like, you know, so hard. Yeah. She used to cry so hard that she would lose breath and then fall over. Like, like when you let out a whale and then you don't take the breath after. Kids are, kids are dumb. I got to show you this. I actually saw a video about it the other day. I can't remember the name of it, but like it's a common thing where babies will cry and they'll they'll exhale all their air air on the whale, but they won't breathe in because they're crying so hard. That's why you're not supposed to console your baby when he's crying. Just let him pass out. <laughs> not only do we give plumbing advice, but we give parenting advice Jeez. here too. 
heartless. Just let your babies pass out. I'm telling you, when you have kids, <laughs> I can't wait for the day when you have your first child. I'm cold as ice. <laughs> and all that just, I'm going to bust your chops relentlessly. Nah. Call you a big happen. wuss at every time. It's not going to happen. I can't wait to see the video of you bawling when your daughter's born. That's not going to happen. I'm not going to have a... Uh, I don't, having sisters makes me not want to have a daughter. I'm going to do one of those like, one of those things where you can pick <laughs> pick the baby. What kind of baby you have. You know, where you have, can build your own baby. You like can build, build a your bear. own baby. <laughs> you can do that. Pick the yeah, eye color, the sex, the hair color, everything. They take your DNA and they just kind of mix it up. That's how you know we're at the end of times when you can do that. When you can scientifically do that. It's messed up. What a crazy time to be alive. I'll tell you what, I don't want a ginger baby. <laughs> uh, are you, there's no way around it. I know. I'm the the odds of you as a ginger having a ginger kid is like 80%. You're a walking recessive is it, is gene. It, is, it, is it 80%? <laughs> yeah, well, you, you're, you're dominantly showing the recessive gene. Red hair is the recessive you're gene You're dominantly every time. gross is what, she's, what he's saying. <laughs> But you know, I do kind of. I know you have some stuff that you want to talk about, but I don't. Not really. I'm just no. kind of. No, just keep. Just go. I, I don't know if you want to talk about just going back to Mike. Um, drug use in the trades, you know, because we try to hire guys. Not in it's the huge. trades. Not in the trades. That's the wrong way to put it. It's a lot. A lot of guys that we've tried to hire, or that you've tried to hire. Sorry, that we've brought in. And people that are in these trades do have a problem with that. I've you know noticed. What it, you know what it mostly is? It's pills nowadays. Yeah. Well, it's, it goes to, to like coal miners. You know, the opioid epidemic hit, you know, West Virginia, the middle of the country very hard. Well, you're getting deep. No. <laughs> is this too deep? Go ahead. Is this no good? I mean, it, it affects the workforce. It affects the workforce Absolutely. because you try to find guys and... It's not that these guys are not talented that we that you know that we get every once in a while, but they they do have their issues. They There's do a comp their You have to like. I don't want to. I don't want to have to compromise whether you're going to be reliable. Yeah. If you're a good worker, so at the pool place I used to work at, we had this one guy. The only he's a white dude that grew up in Patterson and has a Southern accent. Explain that to me. <laughs> Yeah, that's very rare. I don't know. How so, that. but he worked. He worked with me. I for the first like three, four years I worked at the pool place, and he had a cocaine problem. He would just he would go on benders like randomly in the week, and but when he came to work, he was so good. Never had any callbacks. So, yeah. Always could diagnose the problem. Banged out the work. Customers loved him. But he would go four days, just not show up. Some guys are like that. Some guys, listen. Some guys are like that with alcohol. Some guys are like that with with weed, and some guys are like that with other drugs too. But I, I think that's the rare case. I think most of it affects people in a bad way. Absolutely. So, but what I'm saying is, most guys are not like that guy that was at the pool. Oh company. no. But you always have to be careful. Listen, if someone has a pill problem, and not to be insensitive, but I've put out ads like you have to figure that no out. No pill first. heads. <laughs> no pill. We drug test for we drug test for opioids. Opioids, like, dude, I'm telling you, it is truly an epidemic. Opioids are freaking horrible. Well, it's killed more people. It's killed more people in this country than any war we've ever had. Right? 
I mean, I don't know the numbers, but the, I know the numbers are insane, especially in the last 10 years. Yeah. And it is a big problem for the trades because those guys have exhausted all their it, angles. It, they have nowhere else to go, and they need... It hits harder in the trades because, it. I mean, this is from what I've read. I'm not, definitely not an expert in this, but the way that it starts is obviously, you know, when you're in the trades... You get injured more. Yeah. You're more sore. You know, whatever it is, whatever you get. Let's say you get an injury, then you go to the doctor. You get painkillers, and then once that runs out for somebody, then they move on to you know the cheaper option or the option that they can afford, which, which it's heroin. I've had a lot of but, friends that went down that road. Yeah, you know, you're more familiar with that and than I, I am, I, and I don't and have it's, that. It is tough for the trades because, you know. It, <laughs> You want to help guys make help make their lives better. I mean, that's why I'm I'm more prone to want to hire someone who's green because I want to train them up with the right habits and bring them up the right way. And we want as to start your to someone, drug habit. <laughs> <laughs> we, want to, we want to give you a reason. We want to give you the to reason to have a drug <laughs> habit. We'll hurt your knees for you. No, no, no. You want to? Then you're I under our to, control, Arthur. <laughs> <clears throat> I want to get a green guy in here because you can train him that way. But it's a huge. First of all, opioids are hitting the youth really bad and you have to screen your employees but whatever we spent a lot of time on that there's not much you can do i mean you, what can you can't it's a huge predicament this country's in an epidemic right now and most of them are coming to us for jobs you look very, <laughs> you look very stressed right now talking about this Dude, it's a huge problem, and I've seen a lot of my... F I've lost a lot of friends to yeah, it. Yeah, I did want to bring it up because you've told me stuff about it, and like I said, I don't... I'm not super familiar with... with like, I don't have friends that are big into that. That's good. You know, you told me that you've had friends and you've had personal stories, but I, I've noticed it with guys that I've seen in this workforce. Plumbers, roofers, uh, you know, contractors, you see it. I, you know, you know it's. I remember. I and I, I bring it up because I, I want to, I want people to be aware that it's, it's. I think it's a problem that affects the trades more than any other working field. Yeah. I don't think. I mean, listen. You can you can take stuff like guys on Wall Street. They got big coke problems. You know, but that's that's me making a generalization. I don't know. Because I don't work on Wall Street. Well, that's the stereotype. Yeah. And it exists for a reason, you know. But this is, this is a reality, is that, you know, blue-collar workers, they, they do, a, a lot of them... You gotta pray for this nation. Yeah. Pray for the youth of this nation. I was thinking about this week, my grandma... So my grand... My family grew up Roman Catholic. Like, now they're Christian. Really? But they grew... Yep. All my... All my aunts and uncles were born into Catholicism, into the Catholic Church. Italian, German, Catholic family. Seven children. You know what I mean? But my grandfather became a Christian in the field. And you, I don't know if I ever told you this. And if I did, I'm going to tell, tell it again anyway. But my grandfather did not tell me this story. My grandma told me this story once. And she told me how my grandfather got saved and it was a customer who he went to go do it. I can't remember the guy's name. We, he, we, he was at my grandfather's funeral. Like he, he ended up becoming friends, great friends with my family after my grandfather accepted the Lord. But my grandfather had a severe alcohol problem. 
and there was a lot of problems growing up in that family and he had to he went to this new customer and he had to fix something stupid simple something that should have been in and out and the whole time my grandfather's fixing and he started he runs into a problem and the guy is sitting behind him watching him do the job which we hate annoying we despise annoying and then imagine somebody preaching like we don't to need you. a chaperone but he sat behind my grandfather and just sat there and told him about the Lord and my grandfather was getting so angry. <laughs> but he was a customer. He couldn't like, so he tried to talk, he tried to go back at him and, and have a little debate and like he left annoyed. Next day, got a call back on that same job. He went back to fix it. The guy did the same thing, sat behind him and just talked to the, about him to the Lord, to the Lord, to the Lord. And my grandfather got pissed this time and he stormed out. Very next day after, call back on the same thing something so simple and stupid and that third day the guy sat behind he pulled up his stool and he sat behind him and started talking about the lord and something hit him during that job and at the job my while my grandfather is working he just starts crying bawling it's because he came back for the third time on a filled out <laughs> <laughs> he lost all his profits <laughs> No. Uh, yeah, it had nothing to do. With that. <laughs> That's so funny. Quartz <laughs> plumbing from 1962 to 1967. <laughs> Two callbacks on a job that he was supposed to charge like twenty four dollars. Crumbled on. by a fill valve. <laughs> no, the third time something hit him, and he knelt down on his knees and he prayed with the guy. And he and the guy brought him to the Lord, prayed the prayer of salvation, brought him to the Lord on the job. And he told the guy, he's like, listen, I, ha I, have, a, I have a problem with alcohol. I don't know how to fix it. Because it's misery. People who, like, when you're addicted to something like that, it's not enjoyable whatsoever. Like, you, it's bondage when it gets to a certain point where it starts to rule your life. It's literal bondage. But he told the guy, and then they prayed over that. They prayed over that specific issue. So he went home, told my grandmother, she didn't believe him. And then she started talking more and she's like, I'm not leaving the Catholic church. Like I was born and like everything through and through. I'm not leaving. The so he had to, he had to get convinced my grandmother that they're leaving the Catholic church. They're going to this Christian church. And previously, like I said, they had prayed over his alcohol problem. He goes to take a sip of beer and starts vomiting everywhere was physically unable to drink could not drink booze was it skunked <laughs> no it wasn't it was blessed it was blessed budweiser <laughs> he could not drink alcohol and from that moment on he couldn't have another drink and he was a severe alcoholic and then it kind of trickled through my family where i mean my dad talks about when they started going to grace church i think it was grace they all each one of them, all my family members got saved and went up into the and my dad said he went up to the pulpit uh, the altar like 10 times and and then my dad became my dad really became like the preacher of the family you have to like you have to hear my dad speak it's it's i haven't it, heard your dad preach but i've heard him speak about you know he um and that's how it flooded through my family. Yeah, like he's that. a very smart guy. And not to toot your horn, but it's uh, rubbed off on you. I think, I, well, 
I, ho- I would hope so. He doesn't know how to take that compliment. No, I don't. don't I don't know how, how to take, take compliments, that. period. <laughs> but no, it's... It's like when we're working together and you're like, wow, that was a nice job, Max. But I was, I was, was thinking go, about... I was thinking about this and all the times like I've heard stories and all like the really hard times that Quartz has gone through that Quartz says how are we going to pay bills this you've heard Paul talk about like around 2008 when 2008 crashed and like you're only doing 25% of, of what you were doing before struggling like the phone is not ringing there was a point where my, my uncle said that <laughs> they were sitting in the office and the phone wasn't ringing and they had people they, like, they had my grandma like call the business number make sure that the phones are working <laughs> because they just weren't ringing but we have been here this whole time with the same phone number the same name the same business number all that and it really is solely because of the grace of the Lord there's no other explanation to the things that this business has gone through and the fact that we're still, we're still up and running and flourishing, I have to give credit to the Lord. Paul has to give credit to the Lord. My grandfather had to give credit to the Lord because there's no other explanation for it. You know, and it's a beautiful thing to step back and recognize that, well, we really have no power where this business is going to go. We have no, we think we have control. We can try to do the right things and make sure we're advertising and make sure we're billing correctly and make sure we're doing our numbers. But when it comes down to it, look what happened with COVID. Let's say another COVID happens and they say there are no, um, what was the term for um, workers? Uh, um, Essential. Essential workers. We have to shut down all businesses. This one's really bad. That could rip through. A hurricane could rip through. Anything like just... Well, we couldn't. The, the essential worker thing is kind of annoying. I know me. it is. I, but, but I, I know that you I, can't stop people from fixing their. Like we got busier. That's not the point I'm trying to make. The yeah. point I'm trying to make is the fact that this company really is fragile. Everyone's company is fragile. Like you can, it can teeter over in a month and be done. So as someone who's been born in a Christian family and was influenced with that, I have to remember to give thanks to the Lord and also to trust the Lord to do what he's going to do. There, there's no, I don't think that there's any reason why he would have brought us through 65 years just to say, okay, well, I'm done taking care of you guys now. Like, you know, you see me get stressed you see me get stressed when we're a little slow. You see me get stressed when we can't catch up or like jobs are coming. You see me get stressed. You start to hit me more. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you can see the mood change and it's because I'm not putting this on the Lord's shoulders. It's so obvious when I'm not doing that. And to be honest. I also think you need a vacation every once in a while. Everyone does. Every once in a while. I mean. Here's the thing about vacation. You go on vacation, you're getting phone calls during vacation, and you're stressing out, and then once you land, you get the phone call that, oh, that job that you were at, they're pouring water. So what do you get? So vacation, you're always thinking about work, and then you come back, and it's a nightmare. Yeah, that's what my father said. That's what my father, he doesn't like taking vacations too much. It's the worst. Like, coming back, and like, all hell has broken loose. 
Yeah, you don't. Uh, <coughs> one of our, one of the old, um, we have an old Jewish customer in Englewood. He's he passed away now. Uh, sweet, sweet man, just the sweetest, kindest man. But he's he said something about. Um, he goes, when you are, this is how you'd run your business. When you're busy, you work and you work and you work. You work until the sun goes down. You work your butt off. Work, 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 work. When it's busy, you suck up all that work. When it's slow, go on vacation. Don't even bother sitting at home, stressing out, wondering why the phone's not ringing, wondering why you're not making this money. Just go on vacation. Pack all the work in when it's, when it's, pack all the work in, save a bunch for a rainy day. And when it's slow, just get out, turn your phone off to take two weeks off and just go. And that's it. And then that'll, and that balances out your stress a little bit from having to work all that time when it's super busy. I agree. So we're going to start doing that. But the, we'll look at this summer. I mean, July, this is super uncharacteristic for July for work to be pouring in. We're usually quiet. Well, I don't think it's. It hasn't been pouring in recently, but it comes in and we've been taking jobs that we don't normally take, bigger jobs that take more days, you know, again, going back to the uh I'd like to hope that it's because our podcast is so popular that people just want to call us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'll be the day. Oh, let's see. What else do we want to talk to? Court's flourishing because of the Lord. Ain't it the truth? Is that what you wrote down? Yeah. Well, I just do little, I just do little, uh, little notes, little notesies. <laughs> I, I downloaded an, a, a little microphone where it's a widget where I just have to press a button and it'll automatically record. So I don't have to sit there and search. So if I think of something, I just pick up my phone and press a button and record audio so I don't lose the thought. Siri does that already for me. Yeah, I don't have app for, for some reason. I'm too old to learn another operating system. That's not happening. Now I got to learn Apple. What an old man thing to say. Why does it have to to reverse everything? It's it's all the old people have Apple. It's the easiest one to learn. First of all, I've used the internet since 1995. The X and the minimize button is on the right side. Apple puts it on the left. The way that you have to back out of a web page, the way you have to... What the heck is Safari? What is Safari? Like, what does it mean? I don't get it. Whose internet are you on? (laughs) I'm sending this to Apple. <laughs> Send it to Apple. I don't expect them to sponsor us anyway. They're going to appreciate. They're going to appreciate our earnestness so much that they're going to sponsor us. <laughs> you know Listen. what? He's right. <laughs> what is Safari? <laughs> We've reevaluated our entire business model off of this one rant <laughs> due to plumbums. There's. That's how you break out in, the, in, a, in a whole bunch of views and go viral. You attack the, the entire Apple base. company has changed its business format due to these two little schmucks in their basement <laughs> talking into microphones. <laughs> oh, here's an issue I have. I saw this the other day. I go down to get lunch down into this stupid little parking lot with the right at the end of River Edge. For, uh, first of all, it's the worst parking lot ever. Which one? With total wine. Oh, yes. To get in yes, and out. Yes, yes, yes. God forbid you have to make a left. Yeah. So I pull in there. It's lunchtime, so it's already a nightmare. And what do I see? A group of tween girls, <laughs> five or six, in the middle of the road filming a TikTok, filming choreography. <laughs> and I go to turn, and they see me, and they 
don't move out of the way right away. Did you land the horn? No, I didn't. I didn't honk. I wasn't. I was more in shock. That's why I didn't honk. Plus, the horn doesn't really work in my truck. You have to hit, you have to hit a yeah, certain spot. That's very shocking that you didn't land the horn. That's <laughs> you have a to, you thing. You have to push on southwest of the steering wheel <laughs> in an upward position, and then it'll and then it'll honk. But I sat there. I wasn't even angry. I was flabbergasted. <laughs> like it's one. Th- I don't care if you want to go to the park and film TikTok. These girls were in the middle of the parking lot where cars are driving two ways. And then they reluctantly get over and then I pull away and then they get right back in the middle. Like, where were your parents? Where, are, where is your mother at work? <sighs> Not taking care of their kids. That's a huge problem. That is becoming a huge problem. And here's the other problem. Do kids even have morality nowadays or does it all depend on how many thumbs up they get? Ooh, and that's getting, what is we're getting deep, huh? Do Dude, kids even have morality? I'm watching videos of these kids doing these prick po- prick pock. <laughs> prick talk. There you go. There's a name for it. Prick talk. Uh, TikTok videos playing pranks that are cruel. Yeah, they're not even funny. They're and, cruel to people. Yeah, and TikTok, well, here's what TikTok does. I found this out is that obviously it's a Chinese company and in China, TikTok is not the same as here. Yep. They Push the algorithms are all different. Yeah, they push educational videos to their kids and their youth, so that it's it's stuff that they want them to learn, and it's not this this. It's all educational. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a lot of educational, like you know, kids educational programs and stuff like that. You come here, what is it? It's it's, it's those stupid videos, bozos, twerking in the total wine parking lot while yeah. you're trying to park to get a Jersey Mike sub. <laughs> This is what I'm we're hungry. <laughs> One second, I just want to film this TikTok. <laughs> oh gosh, I, it like it, now, like thinking about it, I'm like so frustrated. But there, I was, I was so floored and flabbergasted that I was like, "Wow, it's actually happening in front of me." Yeah, I guess kids don't have. They don't have. I'm not gonna talk about their morality because who am I? <laughs> just talk about their morality. But I'm we'll gonna- judge their morality off off microphone. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. This is what we're going to do. We're going to take a little break. There was the first segment of pod, of uh, Plum Bum's podcast. We're going to take a little why break. Why are we going to take a break, though? <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about why we're taking a break when we come back. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in a few.